The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Hello, Engaging Truth audience. Pastor Jeff Doria here with the most excellent guest today, as we have on our call, Dr. Chow Vu, uh, who serves in the Friendswood Clear Lake area outside Houston. And his heart is in medicine. His his heart has been touched by God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we look forward to our conversation with him. Uh, hello, Dr. Vu. How, are, how is your day going so far? It's fine. Thank you. Just started the day. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I know you have a lot to tell us today about, you know, your interest in medicine and what got you there and what the things that you're working on. So I'd like to open it up to you to uh, fill us in because you're that expert. So let us know what's going on. I'd like to talk about uh, kidney disease. Uh, I'm a nephrologist, a kidney doctor, and I've been in practice down here in Clear Lake area for 21 years. And um, I uh, grew up here in Houston, went to Houston Baptist University, um, UT Houston Medical School and UTMB for my residency and fellowship. And uh, I've been in practice here since uh, 2020, I mean, 2001. Um, uh, I'd like to um, talk a little bit about chronic kidney disease um, uh, you know, uh, about 10% uh, of the population have some form of uh, chronic kidney disease. And uh, we all lose kidney function as we get older. Um, on average, we lose about 1% per year after 40 years of age. So um, if we're 70 years old, we're expected to lose about 30% or so. But the, the thing is, we don't feel kidney disease at all. And um, the only way to know is to check your blood and to see how the waste products are, if they're high or if um, if they're too dirty. And that's how you know if you have kidney disease. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the test you check in your blood is called creatinine. And um, um, it's, it's a waste product that our body makes all the time. And your kidney's job is to filter it out. And um, if it's not doing a good job of it, then it doesn't filter it out as well. And it backs up in the blood and the blood gets dirtier. So um, okay. checking the blood, we can infer from that how, how good your kidney function is. Okay. And, okay, so dialysis, I know, helps all that for people who have their kidneys not functioning well. But uh, this helps probably detect, detecting things long before you might need dialysis, huh? That's so, correct. Um, okay. um, dialysis is when your kidney function is less than 15%. Um, so uh, hopefully we can avoid okay. that um, by... by um, checking your blood way early and, um, you know, making some um, interventions to, to avoid progressing too fast towards dialysis. The, it's, it's, the chronic kidney disease is broken into five uh, segments, um, stage one, which is above 90%, stage two, which is mild chronic kidney disease between 60 and 90%, stage three is between 30 and 60%. And um, they've since broken that down into stage 3A and stage 3B. Stage four is 15 to 30 percent, which is really is pre-dialysis, pre-end stage kidney disease, and stage five is less than 15. That's when people start feeling sick or toxic. Okay. That's when they stage start, five. Yes, yeah, stage five. Um, that's when they start feeling like 
uh, poor appetite, weakness, um, uh, nausea, decreased appetite, and um, by then it's, it's it's time for dialysis to clean the blood. Yeah. Think, so if uh, you can find it, okay. If you can detect it a lot earlier, that would be uh, really helpful for a person. Okay. Yes. We have about three hundred thirty thousand Americans dialyzing um, in America, and um, that's about zero point one percent of the population. So um, hopefully we can. Um, um, catch it beforehand and, and avoid right. avoid it. The most common cause of dialysis in America is uh, diabetic kidney disease. Um, about 44% um, of uh, the people who start dialysis each year because of diabetes and 22% because of high blood pressure. So high blood pressure and diabetes cause two-thirds of patients to start dialysis each year. Um, the, the, the diabetic kidney disease, um, you know, we, we live in a um, uh, a time where there's an epidemic of diabetes because of obesity and um, and uh, such, and um, and uh, the diabetes causes high sugar flow uh, through the uh, the bloodstream of the kidneys, and it causes high pressure damage to the membrane of the kidneys, and that causes tears in the membrane of the kidneys that eventually causes uh, protein to spill through into the urine. Protein should naturally be found inside our bloodstream. It shouldn't be found in our urine. And okay. this progression of protein in the urine eventually damages the kidneys. And uh, and that's why instead of losing 1% per year, you can lose 3 5 or 10% kidney function per year. And um, so um, the, the usual treatments for diabetic kidney disease are uh, just good blood pressure control, good diabetic control, good cholesterol control. Um, it used to be low protein diet, but for some people they may be malnourished, in which case I don't push low protein diet on, on them. Okay. okay. Um, uh, but it, I used to tell the patients that there's really no one medication that helps improve um, uh, diabetic kidney disease or, or uh, slow it down because everyone would be taking it. Well, it sounds like there's a couple of new medications that are coming out that, uh, that uh, appears to show promise. Um, uh, one is uh, Farsiga, which is a medication that actually makes you uh, pee out sugar into your urine. And uh, it's a diabetic medication. Um, it's um, um, it's kind of like a pressure release valve where if your sugar is high, you sort of pee out the excess sugar and that okay. improves the diabetes. But they found out that it slows down progression of diabetic kidney disease by up to 50%. Wow. Okay. And, uh, and they, they tried it on non-diabetics too. And they found out that it also slows down progression by 38%. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So that uh, Farsiga is called a, an SGLT2 inhibitor. It blocks a receptor that prevents the, the, the kidneys from um, re- reabsorbing the, the sugars uh, in, in, in the urine. And um, the other uh, medication is uh, Corendia, and that's uh, it's a different mechanism, but it supposedly helps slow down progression by 18%. So, so there is some newer uh, treatment alternatives now um, okay. that, that may help with that. That sounds great. That's pretty fascinating. So that's new, new things on the market. Yes. But in general, if we can all just lose weight and avoid getting diabetes, I think that's, that's ultimately the key. Yeah, you know, you're good, healthy. It, it kind of comes back to the foundational principles of, of how we could live and um, keeping keeping our health. Like you mentioned, cholesterol, keeping that down, but it doesn't necessarily mean a low-protein uh, diet. But keeping the cholesterol, that's the important part, keeping that down. So, 
Well, thank you. Those are good. Some good things. Um, I the uh, uh, fascinating thing for me. You said you were you've been involved in this for twenty some years. You've been practicing in the Friendswood Clear Lake area uh, for twenty some years. Um, have you been always focused in this direction? Has there been other other avenues that you've uh, dabbled in? Um, but pretty much, um, I've, I've always focused upon going to medicine since I was young. Okay, my, my family. My uncle uh, was um, was a surgeon and chief of staff of a hospital, and um, I've, I've always wanted to be a doctor since I was young. Okay. And, uh, so it was a, quite a straight and narrow um, uh, uh, journey. Um, okay. I've, um, I, you know, I, I think it's a a different phase in life. Um, I was very focused for. 10, 15 years, uh, basically working 80, 90 hours a week. And, uh, oh my. um, it, I enjoy what I did. It's, um, but, um, I, I think, you know, it's, it reached a point where, uh, I'm, you know, I understand the type of patients I deal with are some of the, um, the ultimate internal medicine patients with, um, a lot of comorbidities and illnesses. So when you have kidney disease, you you typically have a lot of other kidney de- uh, uh, comorbidities with that. And uh, understandably, their their lifespan was not going to be that long. And so um, you try your best to help your patients, but sometimes you know uh, you you can win some battles, but you ultimately cannot win the war. And so um, I, I guess the, the thing about nephrology is you. You follow these patients long term, sometimes five, 10, 20 years. I've, I still have one bowel patients I've been following for 20 years, and you develop a relationship with your patients. Um, right. And, um, you know, when they pass away, it, it, it affects you. It's, um, you're taught to be professional, but. Um, you, sh- you, you still have a heart. Yes. Right? You still got a heart. You care about the people. It's not just about medicine. So. Yeah. So uh, I think in around 2018, I, I, I felt, you know, just, just this, this guilt that I couldn't do enough for my patients and I felt mm-hmm. I was not in control. And I realized you're not in control in, uh, in this life. And um, um, uh, around that time, uh, my kids were going through confirmation at Hope uh, Lutheran Church. And um, uh, my wife, um, um, her family was in the... Uh, Lutheran Church also, and so um, uh, I decided to uh, listen uh, in on uh, the, the entire uh, Bible, the NIV Bible, um, on Audible. And over six months, I, uh, um, you know, I learned enough, and I accepted uh, Jesus in my heart. And um, okay. um, they uh, on November twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen, and Pastor Holbrach and and. Uh, and um, his um, his his sermons were very uh, helpful. He was pretty influential in your life, wasn't he? Yeah, must have been. Yeah. So his sermons. What did he? What was there a special emphasis in his sermons and his teaching that really touched your heart? Um, I think uh, the the first one was forgiveness, oh. and um, um, that um, you know you, you're you're you you can. Uh, if Jesus forgives you, then you can forgive yourself and, and forgive others. And um, in acceptance of, of, of him, 
um, and he has a um, a grand plan for you, and 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 that that sort of made me feel um, less anxious, and um, and and just and and the the fellowship, the men over there in Hope. There's a men's ministry with just wonderful, uh, conscientious um, uh, men uh, like Scott Butler and Mr. Chuck Foshi and. Um, I, I just like to come every Sunday and just listen in on them. And um, um, it, it sort of reorients me for the week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you know, you have, you mentioned the forgiveness and, and uh, earlier you said about being in control um, and that you realize in your work in medicine that you're ultimately, you're not the one in control. And uh, and you wish there were probably times you wish you could have been because it could have been beneficial for the patient if you could just get things to change for them. Um, but then you talk about forgiveness. So how does that? How does your relationship with Christ? Uh, how does that play out with your relationship with those you treat in medicine? Uh, it, uh, I'm just curious. Does it just help you and how you treat? But um, are you able to share some of that with people? I'm I'm just kind of curious if there's a uh, a good connection there. Um, I I mean I I, I grew up uh, in in America for forty years, so I'm I'm kind of familiar with the the the, the Christian um, um, culture, and I, I went to Houston Baptist University, and I, I took Old Testament and New Testament and Christian doctrine. I was very familiar, okay. um, <clears throat> and. Um, uh, for 11 years before Hope Lutheran, we went to a, um, a, a Trinity Lutheran Church, an ELCA church in uh, Lamarck, uh, uh, where uh, our friends and the godparents of our children uh, went to. And so we, okay. well, uh, you know, it, um, we were kind of familiar. Um, yeah. um, but um, I, um, I think when the the patients come and talk about um, you know their faith holding them on, I'm 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 empathetic to that, and I also okay. um, uh, you're probably a good listener. Yes, you can listen to them well and and hear where they're coming from, and you hear their struggles because when they're when they're seeing you, you know they're probably in that desperation mode, right? By the time they're seeing you, they're they're real, they know there's a big struggle, and. Uh, and so, well, I would like to hear more about some of the medicine if you're working on other things or just what you think about the future for um, the things that you're working on. But before we do that, uh, let me take a little break and say thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of Engaging Truth, part of the Evangelical Life Ministries. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming broadcasts. Also, please know this ministry is made possible by the generosity of people like you. If you would like to donate, we would greatly appreciate it as we continue to seek to publish relevant information of God's truth and how it engages the world. You can donate online through our website at elmhouston.org or send a check to ELM PO Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Your gift is tax deductible, and you will be given a receipt. And finally, through our website, you can submit questions about our broadcast and even submit prayer requests. Thank you. And now let's resume our conversation with Dr. Boo. Well, sir, you have expressed quite a bit of uh, fantastic 
medical knowledge and things for uh, for dealing with kidneys and filtering the blood and detection, early detection, different the five different stages, um, things you can, uh, what people can do to help their health and not let it get so bad uh, so quickly and uh, preventive. Um, I was just wondering if there are certain things you'd like to uh, maybe dig in a little deeper for us, uh, for the listening audience. Um, <clears throat> I think for the general audience, um, uh, um, as we get older into our 50s and 60s, I would recommend they follow up with their primary care doctor and get um, uh, a blood test and urine test to make sure that their creatinine levels um, are are okay, that their estimated kidney function <clears throat> is is within range and that their urine shows no blood, no protein urine uh, in the urine. Um, <clears throat> in general, uh, drink plenty of fluids to keep your urine clear. If your urine's concentrated, then um, it's telling you you need to drink an extra glass of water. <clears throat> also, uh, try if your best to minimize or avoid taking Advil um, uh, or uh, Celebrex or Aleve. Uh, those medications are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. They do a lot of good. They reduce inflammation, uh, <clears throat> pain, swelling, fever, and such. Um, so they're good for like arthritis and such. However, they, they do other things too. They um, <clears throat> um, prevent your, um, uh, they, they can increase the risk of a stomach ulcer and they can oh. also clamp off blood flow to your kidneys. And um, okay. um, especially if you're vomit depleted, like you have nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or you're really dried out. Um, taking an Advil or an Aleve will be 10 times worse on your kidneys. So if you really? get advice to that. <clears throat> yeah, I thought those were pretty safe medicines. So obviously uh, everything has its danger. That's I correct. Guess. That's correct. Do you um, have certain, uh, do you have anything that you would recommend um, as far as anti-inflammatory that does not hurt the kidneys or the stomach um, lining? Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, other alternatives. Some, some patients have tried um, turmeric. Um, they've tried, um, um, uh, I, I think there's, uh, the, uh, there's some local, um, um, uh, that you can do as on a gel to rub on the knees. It's called Voltaren gel. <clears throat> that's, that's more, um, localized to the knees and it doesn't go systemically as much and should not affect okay. the kids as much. It's more specific localized. Okay. Okay. Well, there. So you can uh, also try Tylenol. Uh, Tylenol is is actually more effective uh, as we get older. Once we reach sixty five, seventy five, our liver doesn't break it down as fast. So actually, a, a Tylenol six fifty milligrams, one or two tablets uh, twice a day may may actually be quite effective. Okay. That so that kind of maybe is flying under the radar. It's such a common thing. Maybe we don't think about it as much. So. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. Well, what other uh, things would you say we could do as people um, that, you know, as far as prevention, is there uh, following up with our doctor, getting the blood tests and the urine tests? Is there watching our diets, um, things like that? Is there, how does exercise play into all this? Um, uh, exercise in general is, is, is good overall uh, for um, uh, cardiovascular health and um, maintaining your weight. <clears throat> Ultimately, you want to keep your body mass index um, below 25 if possible. And uh, <clears throat> for certain populations, maybe even below that too. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing is uh, people with diabetes, it appears that the uh, Northern European Caucasian population that has diabetes is somehow protected 
from end organ damage like diabetic kidney disease much more than other um, ethnic groups. Like, really? Uh, yes. For for every one Caucasian American diabetic that 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 has diabetic kidney disease and starts dialysis, um, six point uh, one times as many African American diabetics start dialysis, and uh, four and a half times as many Hispanic American diabetics start dialysis, and three and a half times as many Asian American um, uh, diabetics start dialysis. So, really? yeah, okay. at I first you think maybe is it a socioeconomic uh, issue, um, but um, you know it's it, it, it's probably uh, um, genetically uh, based because I mean the the Asian uh, American uh, group has probably a little bit better socioeconomics and they still are three and a half times more likely mm-hmm. to get diabetic um, uh, kidney disease. <clears throat> my my suspicion is that it's probably because um, the those ethnic groups have we're, we're not as familiar with diabetes as the Northern European uh, population was, and okay. uh, their normal uh, body mass index. Uh, let's say in India, um, in South India, the normal body mass index was nineteen, not twenty-five. And so, mm. when you move to America and you increase to a body mass index of twenty-five, that's for that ethnic yeah. group, uh, it's probably considered obese, and that's why okay, yeah, a yeah. significant proportion to have uh, diabetes once they come to America. <clears throat> well, it's, you obviously have, uh, like I said earlier, a heart for medicine, but you also have a uh, certainly a heart for the Lord, and you have a, a heart for people. And so, um, I look at that, and I see that on your on your back wall. It looks like you might have some artwork from your kids or something. I'm not sure, but we can tell you're a family man as well. So, um, and maybe. Maybe that's not from your kids. I don't know, but uh, oh, it is. Uh, any, it is. Anything significant? We only have about a minute, minute and a half left. So, oh. uh, anything significant about those wonderful pictures behind you? Well, we've been blessed with um, um, uh, twin boys, sixteen years old now, and a baby girl who's eleven years old, and they're just a joy. Um, I've I've had to learn uh, um, to be less uh, of a disciplinarian and uh, in the Asian tradition, and uh, more. Um, you know, be in line with God's teachings that they are souls to be uh, nourished and cherished and um, and raised. And um, um, it's really improved my relationships with my, my kids. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's great to see. That's great to see. I like to see the family man as well as to hear about the wonderful things you're doing for the, for the community and people. So I tell you what, Dr. Vu, let me uh, say a prayer for you. And uh, for your family and for your ministry, and then we'll wrap up our our uh, broadcast. So, uh, Heavenly Father, I lift up to you, Doctor Vu, and ask you to bless him, his wife, his family, uh, those kids that are in their teenage years, and we rejoice uh, on your blessings for their household, uh, the gift of love and forgiveness. Uh, Lord, certainly we are rejoicing in the the work that and the knowledge that you give him and his peers in regards to uh, the different and vast array of medicine, technology, treatments, uh, medicines. Uh, Lord, there's many things that we're learning. We continue to learn and thankful uh, for people like Dr. Vu that help make uh, discoveries known to us and uh, help people like people like me that uh, can to put this into practice to help live healthier lives on this earth uh, as we share the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we rejoice in the many 
uh, blessings that you pour out into our life. And we ask you to continue to strengthen um, all people who believe in you, strengthen people who, even those who don't, uh, but that their hearts one day will be changed and touched uh, through the love of Christ so that they too can experience uh, that wonderful, true those true riches that are found in him. Uh, we ask you that you continue to bless the ELM broadcast and continue with engaging truth. Make this a worldwide known broadcast, sharing the hope that's found in Christ in relevant ways. We ask this in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Vu. Again, this is Pastor Jeff Doria with Engaging Truth. We look forward to you tuning in again next week. And until then, may God bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410 or visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.